Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I hope that spring is finally here. It's here on the it's here on the calendar. Let's see if it can really be here in real life in actual you know weather. So welcome to spring. Um, we're wrapping up the month of March, which is really mind blowing because we're already down with one quarter of the year, and that's just amazing. Twenty eighteen is flying by, and so I just want to give you a heads up early that the April first, which is on Mon- Sunday, I'm sorry, April first is Sunday. On Sunday, we are beginning as a group, Financial Emancipation, we are beginning a 30-day no shopping challenge. So this challenge is one that I'll continue to update you on and there'll be information on the Facebook group, on my Instagram, um, about what the 30 days no shopping challenge is. But this is a challenge that is supposed to help you to identify a few things. One, it will help you to just stop, say, stop spending for 30 days because you will be able to see how you how you normally spend your money. It will also help you to identify your instincts. So when you are tempted to spend, the things that trigger you to want to spend and what you would be spending on. And it will also help you to see and distinguish needs and wants. And so you'll see the things that you were able to go without that maybe you didn't think you could and things that you say, you know what, I really, I do, I buy those things out of necessity, not out of just a need to shop. And so uh, most people say they can't do it, 30 days, no shopping. And again, the no shopping is not simply, you know, you can't buy anything, swipe anything. No, you can do your food shopping. You can do your basic shopping for your toiletries, shopping for things that are essentials in your life. Like I said, if you have children, they need diapers. Of course, you're going to buy diapers. Um, But you're going to, like I said, if you go to Target, you're going to buy the diapers and you're going to buy your deodorant, but you're not going to buy a new picture frame. You're not going to buy a lamp. Um... If something emergency happens, you need to buy a tire, you're going to buy that, but you're not going to go and buy, you know, a new car <laughs> or any of those things. So you understand what I'm saying? It's more, it's it's not that you're not going to shop, period. It just means that you're going to take out all non-essential shopping, no clothes shopping, not for you, not for the kids, everything that people have, you know, that you can just live off of what you have for 30 days and see how that goes. So I'm interested in, in seeing how that challenge goes. 30 days is, is a long time. But I think we can do it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to do it myself and I think we can do it. I think it will be good for us and it'll give us a lot of insight and then we can have a lot of good discussions after. So that information will be, I'll be reminding you all week long because Sunday we'll start the challenge. So today I want to talk about something that's a little bit daunting, but essential for us to talk about as we talk about financial freedom. So I am a big, huge hip hop fan. Um, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Um, Biggie, really him and Biggie at the same time. But Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. And lately, Jay-Z's been dropping some jewels. And in his last album, 444, he made a really good point of saying, F living rich and dying broke. So people, this is really important to me and critical to your financial emancipation. Not just because Jay-Z said it, but in, in, in real life, this idea that we, we live in a way that seems to be so fabulous. But if you peel back the layers, the first start, stop is that if you were to die tomorrow, a lot of people don't have life insurance or enough life insurance to just literally bury them and put them in the ground. 
So that is step, that is part one of this, right? Where people are living really fabulous lives. They have these lovely cars and all that stuff, but they don't have enough life insurance literally to bury them. Beyond burying them, there are people who don't have enough life insurance to take care of their children. If you have children and you have life insurance that is not equivalent to a minimum, a minimum, a bare minimum of double your annual salary, you're cheating your children. Life insurance. We're just talking about life insurance. So your children have all these great things. They have nice sneakers. They have nice clothes. But what do they have to put you in the ground and to take care of them in the interim, in the beginning parts of while you're gone? You're never, I won't say never, but it's unlikely. No, I'm not even going to say unlikely. It's just, it's not everyone's situation that you will have enough money to leave your children if you were to die and they could be taken care of for the rest of their lives. There are not, there are not that many of us that have that opportunity, but there are things that you can do so that, that you can focus a little bit more on what happens if you're not here, specifically if you are a person who has a lineage going behind you. So for if, you, if you're a person with children, if you're a person with a family, and most of us have family of some sort, it's that you don't want to live a life where you live all of these fancy things, but again, you cannot be buried or you cannot leave anything for your children. So just so you know, 41% of Americans who were polled do not have life insurance. 41%, that's almost half. So according to bestlifefreights.org, 41% said they do not have life insurance. So life insurance is huge, but they do not carry life insurance. So that means if they were to die, there would be no money available to bury them. So people are walking around living a life and no, not everyone's living a fabulous life, but some people are and living a life without any life insurance to cover them beyond just the life insurance. Cause again, that's just to help put you in the ground. What are you investing? What are you doing with your money so that you can leave a legacy for the ones coming behind you? If you have children and if you die tomorrow, you leave them nothing but debt and a broken heart. That's a disservice to the life to the life that you brought into this world and a disservice to the life that you're living. So the priority that we need to focus on when it comes to living rich, we should not want to die broke. Because if when you stop working, if the moment you cease to exist, all money and everything for those who are left behind is gone, then you've left no financial legacy for your family. And that's critically important because people need, that's how, that's how generational wealth is built. Things are passed along and passed on. So we need to take away our attention from strictly being focused on what we can do in the current, meaning how we can make sure that we're, we're only living a great life in the current and not building anything for the future. Because there are times when the future is going to include you and times when it's not going to include you, but that doesn't mean you should, you should not build for the future. Home ownership and a home that you can afford home ownership, property ownership. You know, people have, you have property that you can leave behind. You know, you can live. My, my uncle lives in the house he grew up in, which was my grandparents' house that they bought when they came from middle of nowhere, Virginia and came up to New York and had, and had a home. 
that is a home that he owns. He still owns it. And it's my hope that he lives there for the rest of his life. And he can pass that on to his daughter. And who and she can, who's my cousin. And she can pass it on to her daughters. And you can continue to keep something in the family. Because my grandparents worked really hard to own that. So that's how you pass things down. That's a thing of value. No one in the family should be homeless. Because there's a home that we own as a family. You know, my mother, I live in the house that my mother bought. And I will own this house and pass it on to someone like this is how property you know there are things money there's wealth these things that can be passed along and it doesn't always have to sound as if it has to be big numbers it can be it can be what you own what you worked for in this life so if my grandparents were with the, all the work that they did it got them a house they didn't have a bunch of money they had a home so now that home helped their children to be able to get the, the stepping stones so that they didn't have to worry about getting a down payment for a house they had a house and so they could take that and, and take the next step in stone. And it made it so that my uncle's daughter, the fa- she was, it was faster. She was able to get her home faster because then you have, you have those stepping stones. You're in an ability to, to help push generational wealth down the pipeline. You're able to push that forward. And so we want to be able to do that. And in doing that, you have to first get your own financial emancipation in life and plan for the time in your life where you will not be here because it's not just about you. So it's pushing everything forward. And then my grandparents seed that they planted in 1930 something when they came to New York, that seed is still growing and still it's still generating additional seeds and spilling over and helping they, the the goal they had for themselves has manifested in their grandchildren and in and and we plan to make it manifest in their great grandchildren and keep the legacy going and so like jay-z said f living rich and dying broke we should live our best financial lives and we should also plan to live financial lives that will carry through as a legacy to those who will come beyond us to give them a head start, to not put them in a debt so you die and there's no way to pay for your, your insurance, you know, pay pay to bury you and, and then they have to they have to use their money or be into some sort of financial bind to put you in the ground and then it just goes from there. I will say that my father, he was struggling financially at the end of his life and he didn't say anything about it. And he, he, he made the choice to not pay his life insurance premium probably the month before he died and he died unexpectedly. And when he did that, we had to still bury him at the time I had to pay for his funeral with my own money that I didn't really have at that point. I was 28. I was just uh, just coming out of like paying off my bills and such and that having to do that sent me into a financial spiral that lasted a good two and a half years and it's because his own planning he had poor planning on his finances and that trickled in you know and it wasn't like that when my mother died it wasn't that way but my father it was that way and so it it could have really paralyzed me financially for longer than two years. And so I'm happy that it did it, but it could have. And so that's a good lesson that I carry and one that I will always impart onto other people is that just as, po- just as important as the way you handle your finances in life is as important as you handle them so that they're prepared in the events of your death. So that you can pass on more to your family than just heartache and pain from the loss of you be conscious of that if you are a parent be conscious of that and be conscious of and aware of what you are passing on and know that the legacy you begin now like my grandparents can continue to plant seeds for generations to come so know that consider that and 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 be thinking about as much about how you're living now as much as what you would do in your financial future beyond generations that will live 
long beyond you. Be the leg, be the starter of the legacy and, and, and do it on your scale as much as you can. But know that if you live your life financially to the point where you can pass down something or, or even if you even if you feel like you can't pass down anything, you cannot you can do no harm. By having life insurance, having the proper thing so that you can be, you're not, your passing will never be a burden to your family. These are all things that we need to do. Cause again, Jay said it, F living rich and dying broke. We need to live, live the richest life we can live and pass on that richness, richness through our death to the next generation. Don't, we don't want to be that burden to, to the next generation. We want to uplift them and give them a head start. So if you're someone who you're an adult now, you don't have life insurance, get life insurance, get something to cover yourself so that you can be buried. And, and, and you should try to invest in more. If you have children or people who you leave behind who depend on you, you should make sure that your life insurance is intact. Check on it. Don't just assume that the one from the job is going to cover it. Check on it and make sure you are covered properly financially with life insurance because there's no point in having it all while you're alive and leaving behind nothing when you're gone. So that's today's topic. A little, a little morbid, but true. We have to talk about these things because life, in life, living your best financial life includes making sure that you are set in the event that you're not here and those that come behind you will be living their best financial life. We're about this generational wealth. So um, if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. And so we're the, we're coming through soon with the website. That's really exciting. And don't forget that Sunday, April 1st starts the 30 day no shopping challenge, the financial emancipation 30 day no shopping challenge. So if you're interested in joining the challenge, you can send me a DM on, um, on Instagram, or you can um, comment in the, um, in the comment under the post about the 30 day challenge. We can talk about it in the Facebook group. Send me a message if you're interested in joining so we can all get together and have accountability, etc. Just let me know if you're interested in joining the 30 day no shopping challenge. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you'll be back tomorrow as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.